The spooky swap meet rises again this weekend in Los Angeles, this year with a mini haunt. That's coming up on today's show. Welcome to the show. I'm Philip. On the HAN Show, we bring you the news, information, and education you need to prepare for Halloween. We also have a lot going on outside of this podcast, and the best way to ensure you're not missing out is to subscribe to our free weekly newsletter at the link in our show notes. And a reminder that applications for our annual Hauntathon, which is our Halloween programming, close April 28th. Apply at hauntathon.info. That's hauntathon.info. Okay, now in its third year, the Spooky Swap Meet combines shopping, food, and music with trick-or-treating at the Victorian Manors of the Heritage Square Museum. We've reported on the evolution of this event over the years, and this year includes two walkthrough experiences plus plenty of new interactives. Today, we'll preview this event with the two co-creators. And as of the airing of this episode, there are still a few tickets left for this weekend. You can find them at SpookySwapMeet.com. Okay, here's Sarah and Claire. I am Claire Dunlap. I'm co-creator and producer of Spooky Swap Meet. And I'm Sarah Cook, another co-creator and producer of Spooky Swap Meet. So we have talked about Spooky Swap Meet since year one, and it has evolved every single year. Tell me about this year and what we have in store. When we started this, we we were coming right off the tail end of the pandemic and things just starting to open mm. up. And so we thought, oh, a one-day event outdoors, everyone will still have to mask, it'll be okay. We had lots of restrictions in terms of how many people we could ha- have as guests and how many people we could have as vendors. So it was our smallest event and we thought one day would be sufficient. However, after we sold out, in 24 hours, we're like, oh, maybe there's a little more demand. So yeah. we did the, we added the second day. And then of course, cut to the following year, which was last year and restrictions are gone. And therefore we were able to add more vendors and we added more guests. But the biggest thing that got in our way last year was our parking is so limited there. So this year, in order to allow for even more guests and the special extra stuff that we've got, including two walkthroughs, really, which we'll get to, we were able to get a permit to use the Metro Gold lot, and we're using the Pasadena Street entrance as our guest entrance, and that Metro Gold lot is just a three-minute walk across the street. The other thing is that even though restrictions are lifted, the venue, Heritage Square, just started last year allowing for in-house tours once again. So that allowed for us to say, hey, can we then use an interior of one of the spaces, which the church is the easiest one because it's the widest, it's the most open. So we've got Fear Farm, Rick Spoker is doing a walkthrough at the church. And then we also have Art Sideshow, and they are doing not a darkened walkthrough, but a walkthrough around the entire Octagon House. So they will have props and interaction mm. and characters and things around the Octagon House. So there's really two more. And, and logistically speaking, we did think of Fear Farm first because they have shown themselves to be really enthusiastic about doing this kind of activity. So they they did our 
season screamings mm-hmm. hall of yuletide spirits entry this year this past mm-hmm. year and they've done other yeah. events and those are, those are pretty incredibly challenging logistically tasks to undertake. So they were one of the first people that came to mind and they were down with it. We did a walkthrough and they were excited about it. And they're, and then, so, they're so, such a fun yeah, group. Yeah, and they just, they're me. really, and all I can say is like they're young, so they have a lot mm-hmm. of energy. <laughs> yeah. And the truth is like, yeah. it's not, True. it's like they've got their parents involved. So when they aren't as young as I like to pretend, because they do have their parents involved in these, they're like, Energizer bunnies, they just go. And Art Sideshow is terrific because they also, like last year, Art Sideshow was in our mm-hmm. church and they set up some of their props. They yeah. were where yeah. Fear Farm's going to be this year and they had set up some of their props and they had a, a cosplay woman, spooky professor performing with Exorcist and all kinds of fun stuff. So we just thought of them for Octagon because they have so many and they are used to moving around as well. So what we hope for the future is that we will be able to make more interiors of the house, houses, mm-hmm. and we'll see how it goes. We'll see how this year goes. <laughs> it strikes me also that all of these things, again, in keeping with the original thesis, which, which is recreating that Halloween night. Oh, of course. I keep, I just take it for granted that everyone understands the trick or treat. Yeah, no, Leah, let's so go over that. <laughs> like trick or treat, trick or treating at every, what's halfway to Halloween without trick or treating? Right. What's a Halloween night without trick or treating? There's seven trick or treat stops and Sarah has lovingly gotten all the candy together and she's got it ready for every house. And, lots of candy, like uh, 60,000 yeah, pieces of candy. candy. And <laughs> Yeah, and it's the trick or treating is for all ages. I love trick or treating. Me too. I love it. So we encourage everyone, adults is also to do it because we bank yeah. we bank on everybody doing it. We get enough candy for everyone to do it. So we really encourage even not just the children <laughs> to do it. This year everyone's really getting into the original thought that Sarah and I had, which is clear out your closets and sell your spooky stuff that you no longer mm-hmm. want. And, and so especially the haunters, f- yeah, the haunters love that aspect because they they run haunted houses during Halloween, mm-hmm. so they have tons of like props and maybe stuff that they don't want to use anymore, um, stuff that they made themselves for their haunted house that they have mm-hmm. and they don't want it anymore, and they're bringing it here and selling it for way cheaper than something get in the store, and a lot of things are like one of a kind. There's also vendors there as well that produce. Halloween stuff, one of them being Adam Jess Effects. Last year they did that great Headless Horseman actor. The Sleepy Hollow, yep. That Sleepy mm-hmm. Hollow activation. Mm-hmm. And this year they're doing a paranormal research quest as well. They're so creative and that's what we love giving the haunters like their own creative outlet and they can decorate however they want, whatever theme that they want. And then I think it's so cool that they're doing the ghost hunting because you can't actually do ghost hunting at Heritage Square Museum because a lot of those buildings are very old and are supposed to be haunted and it's just it's a fun little theme for them to run with especially because there there is some definitely haunted tales going on at that place absolutely and the other thing i forgot to mention we also have boneyard effects is mm-hmm. coming and they are going to be doing a bunch of makeup demos on saturday and sunday larry bones has a new project which is the dark world of oz mm. and they are going to be creating some of their characters from their upcoming film project that they plan to shoot. And one of the vendors I'm also really excited about is Eerie Attic, which is owned by Love, Pain, and Stitches. And he and she have a side hustle, so to speak, which is all their their love of vintage Halloween. 
So they've, they've been with us every year and they bring really cool vintage items and blow molds and all kinds of stuff. And I do want to mention some of, some people might be concerned because they think that items will get sold out or there won't be anything left for them to buy. And it's that's not the case. The vendors are clear that they need to cover two days right. and having right. things for sale. That's why the first hours of tickets go quickly, but it doesn't mean there won't be plenty available. On both days. Plenty right. Available. And we love to provide an opportunity for these artists to have a place to show off their talents. Yes. Yeah. We have a few people that have been with us since the beginning, like Vamp and the Fiends, mm-hmm. Tim Fowler with Bones Gulch and yep. his original, he called it, it was the, the farm haunt, yep. but this year, and then Sowen's, and Sowen's lot is, they're going to do a collab and their thing is totally different this year, which is fun because mm-hmm. for two years in a row, they did this really great sort of Western kind of feel for the carriage mm-hmm. house. And this year they're doing something totally different. So we have one more haunt I want to mention, which is brand new this year. Mr. It's called a Mr. He Slasher. And he did his haunt design is so exciting and so creative. It incorporates photo ops along with the trick-or-treat element. So it's going to be a lot to see. At midsummer last year, he brought a 12-foot skeleton that was completely bedazzled in rhinestones. So he's very fabulous. (laughs) That's incredible. So excited. So excited for that. Wrapping up here, I want to talk about the future of the event to give a little bit of context for listeners. Sarah did move over to Georgia. So you guys have been producing this remotely, which is its own challenge to to remotely coordinate so many items. But also this museum, it's a relatively small footprint for those that have not been before. And you solved the parking thing, which is a huge deal Mm -hmm. that allows more people to get into the physical space. But it's not like you can expand. There's no place. It's in the middle of a residential area. There's no physical expansion in terms of footprint of the event. So what do you, talk to me about the future of the event. I feel like there's really at this point, there, there is options utilizing more of the houses, possibly on the inside of them. That's a definite thing we can do adding another day or doing Mm -hmm. it another weekend at a different time during the year. And since I'm out here in Savannah, there (laughs) is a possibility of doing another spooky swap meet at a completely different location, like maybe in Haunted Savannah. Absolutely. And that's, I think Sarah covered it all, which is once we see how it works this year with the extra vendors. And I think for our location, and I don't want to say we... (laughs) Let's just be clear. We didn't solve it. <laughs> we made it a little better. <laughs> we solved it. We made it better. Yeah. Uber to the, the event. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yes. Yes. Exa- no, for real. Ride share. Take the gold right, line. Right, do right. all of that. But yeah, it's definitely better, but it's not right, solved. Right. And there is a lot of neighborhood parking in that area right. on that side. But yeah, but Sarah said it. Hoping to expand to be able to use other uh, houses on site so that we can do more walkthrough right. experiences right. within the house, maybe adding a ghost hunting idea for perhaps adding a day. But I think our, our biggest excitement would be the idea of, and it is, we are seriously considering having Spooky Swap Meet in different mm-hmm. locations around the country. Mm-hmm. So that would be our next steps. And since Sarah and John are in Savannah, mm-hmm. it's like, that's the perfect opportunity for our next stop. So there's nothing's been signed in ink yet, but that is that is our wish list. Okay. That is phenomenal and a good place to end. And we'll just let people think about where Spooky Swap Me could show up 
on tour next? Tickets are available at SpookySwapMeet.com. Are they available? I feel like they're not yeah, available. They're, I feel like we're, they're, they're sold out. They are. They yeah. are. We have afternoon slots available on both days. And afternoon slots are lovely, you guys. Like there will be items available. 100%. There will be, there's going to be plenty. And it's also a lovely time of day to come. It's starting to cool down. The light changes. It's really fun. So pretty. It's a beautiful atmosphere. SpookySwapMeet.com. Please follow us on Instagram at SpookySwapMeet. Also like our page on Facebook, which is SpookySwapMeet. (laughs) We're so excited. So we hope everybody can come. Thank you so much, Phil, for having us. Thank you, Phil. Today's episode was edited by me, Philip Hernandez, with post-production by David Swope and original music composed by Chris Thomas. Support for today's episode comes from Gantam Lighting and Controls. Gantam illuminates attractions worldwide with the world's smallest intelligent spotlights. From Dark Hour to Netherworld, Super Mario Land to Hagrid's bike, Gantam goes where other fixtures can't. See what you're missing with a free demo? Sign up at gantam.com demo. That's gantam.com demo. The HAN team includes Daryl Plunkey, Emily Louise Rua, Megan Spells, Gavin Burns, and Omni Adventures. Until next time, stay scary. This is a Haunted Attraction Network production.